Welcome to the Advisor Talk podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart, CEO and Authorised Financial Advisor at Stewart Group. If you're new to the show, Stewart Group is a CFEX certified financial planning and advisory firm serving clients throughout New Zealand with offices in Hawke's Bay and Wellington. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. Rory O'Neill from the Stuart Group right here in Hastings. How are you going, Rory? Yeah, not too bad, Ken. Happy New Year to you, too. Yes, can you believe the year's already slipping away? Oh, we're two weeks in already. Oh, it's flying by, isn't it? And those uh, holidays we had, they're almost a dim, distant memory. Yeah, well, I mean, the weather's been perfect. Great time to get outdoors, enjoy the the, uh, the Kiwi summer. We live in a paradise. Oh, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Enjoyed a little bit of camping around, um, and it was just fabulous to spend time with the family really good yeah i'm not a camper myself unless it's got a 42 inch tv and glamping and, and close to the shops <laughs> <laughs> good on you yeah glamping that's more me yeah. okay now today we're going to talk about well we're going to talk about hindsight being 2020 or don't bet on market forecast but before we get there rory just remind our listeners Stuart group what are you guys all about um, so Stuart Financial Group is a financial planning business in um, 204 Carmel Road in, in Hastings. We look after investments and personal insurance and retirement planning for clients and just really look to support our clients in any way we can financially and help them along with their journey and goals and achieving them. And anyone can come to see you guys, can't they? Oh, most definitely. Uh, a lot of people have the, the preconceived idea that you need substantial wealth to, yes. to talk to a, a financial planner, but... You know, we're happy to talk to anybody at the start of a journey and those that have, you know, come to retirement or, you know, whatever situation they find themselves in. We've got a solution for them. And sooner than later, but it's never too late. No, not at all. I mean, we we get a lot of people coming in to us, you know, after they've reached retirement age and we we put together a fabulous plan for them over 20 years or so. But certainly people, you know, starting out with a family or early stage of retirement planning, you know, come and see us and we can put a plan in place. Okay, now we're going to talk about hindsight being 2020. We've all said that, or don't bet on market forecasts. But tell us about market forecasts. What are they? Everybody has an opinion, and we certainly see it every single day in the newspaper uh, about what the, the next big thing is going to be. And it's very difficult to forecast. Mm. We all like to have an opinion. We all like to have an idea. And it's great to have a conversation around a barbecue table about how things are going, but in reality, it's very difficult to make a prediction. Yeah. When we look at 2023, and we've had so much in the news around inflation, global recessions, unrest in the Middle East, you know, a couple of US banks uh, going under, it's very easy to say, oh, that's a, that's a negative situation we're in. Whereas in reality, what turned out was US markets were, uh, Dow Jones was up about 14%, yeah. the NASDAQ was up about 43%. But New Zealand was relatively flat, mm. around 2 or 3%. So, you know, to try and predict that and know that that's going to happen is extremely difficult. I suppose one could say it's almost crystal ball gazing. Um, yeah, and I mean, 
who's ever been successful using a crystal ball? Yeah. To, you know. No, well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I read an article just before you came in about uh, some predictions that, that uh, the writer of the article has suggested. They included that economic growth in 2024 will fall short of forecast. Inflation surges will end. Interest rates will go down everywhere. Uh, elections will cause market volatility and Chinese recovery will begin. But just about anyone could predict that, couldn't they? Yeah, and I, th- I think that's part of the fun of predictions. It makes good headlines, uh, it gets everybody chatting, um, it gets people nervous about their investments, it makes them second-think their uh, decisions that they've made in the past, whereas in reality what you really want to be doing is having discipline, is make a decision and stick with it, give yourself time in a market, and generally you will see some positive results over you know, the long term. What are some of the things that we should uh, take into account when we're listening to a forecast or, in fact, when we are forecasting ourselves? As we already mentioned, you know, predictions is something that you, yeah. you need to take with a pinch of salt. Definitely, you need to diversify when you're making investments. The more that you decrease your concentration risk, whether it's, you know, in one particular sector, you know, banking or mining, you want to spread the risk across those or certainly spread the risk across geographic locations. Yeah. Um, not necessarily just, you know, areas of New Zealand, but across the globe as well. Yeah, because that's yeah. a good point that you raised, because you've got to look at the country, first of all, that you might be in yourself, but you've got to look at the overall global economy as well, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it, and, and it comes back to your objective that you want to achieve. If you want an investment which is going to give you some positive results over the long term, you want to invest and diversify yeah. and make sure you give yourself the best chance of, of finding positive results in those markets. Not just, And we all have a home bias. We all want to invest into New Zealand and we all want to support local economies. But you've got to sort of differentiate between supporting a local economy mm-hmm. and actually achieving a, a goal or objective that you want in, in your investments. By all means, support the local cafe, support the local shops, uh, buy New Zealand. I'm a huge supporter of that. But when it comes to investments, New Zealand is a very small yes, market. indeed. The biggest, you know, the, we look at our index, the NZX50, that's 50 different businesses that yes. we're tracking. And you compare that, you know, Australia is the ASX200. You look at the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, they're much bigger mm. data sets. Yeah. Um, How much but, the government, government regulations and in fact, well, we've recently had a change in government right here in New Zealand. How do those affect the people who are forecasting? I mean, does it radically affect change in forecasting? Again, that comes back to sort of a home bias. I mean, you you look at uh, changes in government in in New Zealand, and that gives a a certain positive sentiment to businesses around the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may or may not open up their purse strings a little bit. They may want to invest back into their business. They may employ people. But in terms of a portfolio that's diversified, it shouldn't really matter all that much. If you have a particular passion for a business and you want to invest into them, um, by all means do that. I mean, if you want to support business ABC and you've seen in the news that they have a new board or they're going to invest sustainably, go for it. It's it's certainly something to do, but stick to your guns and uh, be disciplined because we've all heard the story of, you know, grandma buying Apple shares in the 1980s and they were found, the share certificates found under the bed um, they made mega books. That story isn't grandma bought shares in the 80s and then sold them and bought Microsoft and then had a go at Dell. And, you yeah. know, it's all about discipline, time and market. What about, uh, it's, it's highly likely, for instance, that uh, looking at the polls in the US of A, it's not, it's not without, uh, 
possibility that Donald Trump might be re-elected. Is, is that going to affect forecasting from people sitting here wanting to invest in places like America? Should we, should we be listening to the forecasts about what might happen? No, and I mean, all the evidence and data that we receive after elections is that it absolutely has no difference mm. on investments whatsoever. Um, you might see on a, you know, a certain particular day spikes or uh, falls in share prices. But over the long term, it makes absolutely no difference. And there's been a lot of correlations made over many decades of pre U.S. presidents coming in and leaving um, and the same uh, research done across the globe. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. What about historical data, uh, Rory? I mean, so we look, we look at the history of a country or a, or a company. How, how good a tool is that for forecasting? Um, it's very, very good to look at. Uh, historical data it's it's no guarantee of future returns mm. but what we can start to look at is what sort of indicators can we see in the market where can we find good areas to to invest into and that's all around a philosophy and sticking to your philosophy if you speak to a, an investment advisor you'll generally align yourself with a philosophy of the of the advisor and they may look at you know different things like active investing or passive investing a different allocation between growth investments mm -hmm. or income investments that suits your particular needs. But looking at the past isn't going to define what your result is going to be in the future. All it can do is give us a data set which will be best placed to put your investments for the future to get you the best return over the long term. It's not going to happen overnight. It requires discipline. There's no shortcut to receiving it. And even those risk-averse clients, mm. there's a minimum of three years before they're going to see yeah, generally sure. any type of positive result. Yeah. And that's the thing, is that you've got to be there for the long haul. Yeah, very much so. And you, you look at, you know, KiwiSaver Investment yeah. is, is a great example. Um, it's small, little investments on a weekly or monthly basis from your paycheck. You're availing of, you know, fluctuations in prices where you're getting higher or lower amounts of shares in each purchase. But over the long term, you're building up a nest egg for your retirement or whatever you want to use it for. It's not something which happens overnight. Some months it goes up, some months it goes down. But over the long term, you should see positive results. Just as an aside on KiwiSaver, it seems to be going gangbusters at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, but but I mean, you, you look at, uh, you could have had this conversation with me six months ago and you would have been saying, is yeah. there any point in investing into <laughs> KiwiSaver? That's quite true. Um, but when you look at that over a 10-year period, you would say, oh, my KiwiSaver is doing absolutely incredible. Yes. But every time you try and narrow down your analysis into small sections of time, you're going to see volatility and you're going to either see positive results or negative results, but it's a long term that we want to look at. And your investment advice would help guide you through that in that if you have a conservative portfolio, it may feel like a little bit of a bumpy road, but a growth portfolio may feel like a roller coaster ride. You're going to have big mm. highs, big lows. Yeah but you generally get to a higher point to, in, in, over the long term. Yeah. So we've probably just established that uh, forecasting is not a science, it's a best guess. So what's the, what's the big risk of listening to forecasters? The big risk of listening to forecasters is that you actually get nervous about your investments. So you, last year, you might have invested into company ABC and said, that's the way to go. I've read it in the media. This is the big company. They've had a little bit of a dip and now company xyz is you know the talk of the town mm. and you sell so you sell low 
and you buy uh, into the new investment and it doesn't return what you want. Mm. So all you've done is listen to the media and your emotions get the better of you. Whereas, what, as, as we said before, you want to have discipline. Don't try and guess the market. Stay in the market for the long term. Hold your nerve and believe in the investment that you've made. You must get asked all the time. I mean, you're in the game. Someone comes and says, "Come on, Rory, give us the wink." You know, what, what's what's the hot what's the hot return? What happens when people say that to you? Um, well, it's it's not something that we uh, believe in. Mm. We don't believe in stock picking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something which is an area of our business from the past. Yes, stock picking does. It, it's such a low probability of finding that super mm. return for a client. Yeah, uh, our advice is always just to diversify to take your time we'll find the right strategy for you and as i said every strategy is unique for for a Mm. client but by all means if somebody has a passion for a business which they believe is Mm. going to invest sustainably or they believe is going to be um the next big thing we'll happily open up a diversified portfolio Mm. for somebody and they can also hold that 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 share for themselves um but I would encourage them to hold that share uh, and not try and buy and sell it too quickly. That's the magic word, isn't it? Diversification. Oh, very much so, because who, who knows what's going to happen in, in the market? I mean, um, everybody's talking about things like artificial intelligence, being able to predict mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But And I'm no expert, so mm-hmm. yes. I'm not going to say yeah. how artificial intelligence works. But it's a learned technology. It learns from the past. So t- to try and predict... Uh, either an outbreak of war or what a mm. central bank governor is going to decide or how a economy around the world is going to perform. An individual yes. bank is going to fail. There's no technology in the world no. that can do that. The market itself is the biggest data cruncher in the world. It's just millions and millions and millions of trades going on every single day which are guiding the market. But, you know, and probably artificial intelligence could get you fractions of a second mm. in terms yeah. of, of, of improvements. But in, in predicting what's going to happen in the future, there's not a chance. It's impossible. Yeah. Good on you, Rory. Looks to be my pleasure to talk to you. Now, if you want any sound advice on investing, how do you do that? Well, you can uh, come down to our offices in uh, 204 Carmel Road. We've got a number of advisors, a lot of really good client service officers there ready to, to talk to anybody. We're happy to talk to any client that wants to start their investment planning journey. Don't be too worried if you think that your uh, <laughs> your particular case is unique. That's what we deal with. We, everybody is unique. Everybody gets unique service. <laughs>